Hey guys, it's Chris, and guess what? I'm moving to Spain. And I'm moving to Canada, so <laughs> see you later. <laughs> and this is another episode of Mask, Mask for Mask. Mask. Okay, so we have to kind of explain <laughs> yes. what we're saying. So well, I'm going to be your neighbor up north, my little <laughs> and I'll Canadian be... tuxedo, <laughs> denim on denim. <laughs> yes, Brittany. Um, I can't. Uh, and I'm moving to Spain. Um, we all are, the paella. Yeah, all, all the paella. The uh, we both met our husband, future husbands, yeah. um, on social media. Yeah. Um, mine was on Instagram. <laughs> mine was on Twitter, so. And we're so. Um, yes, yeah, see ya. Wow. It was this nice is knowing you. Very abrupt, but uh, when you when you know, you know. You yeah, know? all it took for me was a reply. <laughs> yep. to, uh, I just got a random yeah. direct message and yeah. I said, well. Here. What else? What else do <laughs> yeah, I got I going? Let's just do it, you know? <laughs> what I, else do I have going As on? my good friend Lizzie says, this is what dreams are made of. This so. is exactly what dreams <laughs> are made yeah. of. Oh my gosh. Was that in Italy? I that think movie? so. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So not Spain. But, yeah. But close. Neighbor. It's a quick... But Cheetah Girls 2 was in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm living a Raven Simone moment. Simone <laughs> moment. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. We're not actually moving. A hundred percent movie. It's still open. <laughs> to like Orville, if you're out there, like let me know. I'll move. Oh my gosh, I love. So in today's episode, we wanted to talk about something a little quirky about Utah <laughs> and some random ass holidays. <laughs> random ass holidays. Okay, so today in Utah, it is Pioneer Day. Yeah, which apparently is supposed to like signify when like Brigham Young and his like four hundred wives like came over and was like, "This is the place." Um, anyway, it's this weird holiday in Utah. And Specific we, to Utah, yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to use this day. Yeah, a little pioneer moment. Pioneer moment, but instead of pioneers of Utah... Yeah. We wanted to, to talk about pioneers of the queer community. Yeah, so we've got some LGBTQ plus pioneers coming hot your way. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that actually matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the ones that actually are important to talk about. Before we get into our list, we both brought two different pioneers we want to talk about. I actually wanted to briefly mention, you know, connect it, Utah pioneers, LGBTQ plus. Uh, a fun fact, so Brigham Young is uh, like the second Mormon Prophet or whatever. Oh yeah, back in the day, Joseph Smith was mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And uh, was the one who kind of brought everyone to Utah, Brigham Young University, BYU, down in Provo, and uh, all sorts of places. Uh, love my friends that went there. So happy you're not there anymore. Um, and if you're listening and you are there, get out, girl. Like run. <laughs> anyway, get I, out. so. Uh, Brigham Young had a son, right? Well, had multiple, but one of his sons was a cross-dressing, like, drag queen. Oh, And, yeah, and the name was Madame Paterini. And there's a local distillery that does a gin based off of, and it has a label, Madame Paterini. Is that the, wait, that's incredible. So a little. The more you know. a little Mormon LGBTQ plus. I had no idea. Kind of fun. And, uh. If you remember the March On episode we did a few seasons back, uh, Connell talked about that a little bit because he does oh, a lot right. of yeah, anthropology yeah. and history research, specifically with like LGBTQ plus Mormons. That's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. I had no idea. Them. I honestly I've seen that gin and distillery before, yeah. so that's really awesome. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> well, so cool. what is up first on your little LGBTQ plus Pioneer Day moment? <laughs> 
<laughs> you like I'm really trying to like, know. like appropriate we, we, and we take this back. Take it back. That's what I was gonna I was like, we should officially make this like yeah. the Thursday after Pioneer Day is LGBTQ plus Pioneer yes, Day. Yes, exactly. I love that. Um, this is a super long subhead. <laughs> we have our own parade. Yes. Okay, um wait. so my so my first one was uh about this musician uh named Billy Tipton in the yeah. 1950s. Tell me more. Um we're both fans of music, so this yes. is why I thought it was perfect. So he was a jazz player. Um, age 16, he fell in love with music. He learned Aww. through his mom and fell in love with music and jazz. Um, but at the time when he was trying to find a job and get into music, no one was accepting him because at the time he was a female. Okay. So then a couple years later, he wraps his chest, cuts his hair, gets legal documents to say that he's a man, and then he gets a job, and then his career just, like, flourished. Oh, amazing. Like, he started Billy Tipton, a Billy Tipton uh, jazz group. He got a, a lot of jobs, a lot of, they had a lot of music, a really yeah. successful music career, got married five times. Oh, Right. I'm just trying to get married once. Right. Same. I was like, okay, <laughs> five times. That seems that <laughs> yeah. seems like a lot. Um, but then uh and um it wasn't until his death that he that like when he died and you know they were yeah, getting his body at his funeral and, yeah. and all they, they fi- figured out he was a female. Yeah. Because he had wrapped his chest and he told his wives uh, that uh he had a car accident. Oh. And that's why his chest was wrapped, and he only made love in the dark. Oh. Which, again, I don't know how that all worked, yeah. but it's just kind of, when I think about it, it's just kind of crazy to think, like, you, you love something so much, like music, and you want to have a life in it, but you're not accepted because, and, 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 you're, and you identify as a male. yeah. And like how scary that would be to yeah. go through all of that and get legal documents in order to yeah. do what you love. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, Especially like crazy. you said, it was like the 50s and yeah. like that time, like already like a lot of shit going on. Right, exactly. But also, yeah, I think about like being trans would be like really difficult because there's not language around it. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of like option. There's not a lot of like research or normalcy around something that should be normal and so yeah that's i'm happy that he was able to like find a way to like express his gender that like was matching what he was right Um, but it's kind of yeah it's heartbreaking to think about like the pain and all of that right like you have to go through all of that in such like a difficult and like scary time that's just that's just crazy so anyway that was my first one yes. what is your first one so my first one is the lesbian warrior poet <laughs> <laughs> that's self-described i was gonna say it's <laughs> it, like that's like on her grave yeah seriously yeah <laughs> uh, audrey lord I think I said that right. Um, So she was, like I said, self-described black lesbian mother warrior poet, which like... (laughs) What a name. I know. What a title. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Born in 34. And she worked as a librarian before she published her first volume of uh, poetry in 68. And you have to think about like that time, like a lot of her poetry was like hyper feminist, like really social activist based, which is really cool. Um, And she inspired a lot of folks to, you know, start creating poetry, to start using poetry as like a means to like talk about social justice um and she was she ended up being um uh new york's 
state poet laureate. And then she also had, um, obviously after she passed away in 2001, the Audre Lorde Award was launched to honor works of lesbian poetry. So it's pretty cool. Um, You have to think about, again, like contextually the time and like that self-described title. Right, yeah. Obviously a lot of energy. That's really cool, though, that she was doing that through poetry. Yeah, so it's kind of an unexpected pioneer, but she basically paved the way for people to also, like, start expressing social justice issues as well as, like, civil rights through poetry. Yeah. Which hasn't ever really been done. Again, you think about, like, contextually the time with, like, her race, with her identity, with her orientation. There's a lot of things working against her as far as, like, uh, inappropriate and outlandish, like, social <laughs> constructs. Right. yeah. And so for her to be able to really champion that and own it, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, Her poem... Uh, love. Oh, wait, what is it called? Love poem. Yeah. I was like, it's a poem about love. What's it called? It's <laughs> love called poem. Love Poem. <laughs> and uh, it's a really beautiful, like, makes me want to just have, like, a boyfriend so bad. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so everybody oh. look it up. It's so cute. You won't regret it. Oh, that's so, that's wonderful. Yes. I, a uh, lot of, like, queer poets yes like she was a part of that like there was like a lot I I was reading on a couple of them and and she was one of the top ones but there was like a lot of different Uh um uh people who used poetry and and writing to express them express like homosexuality and and, and like all like all that stuff being gay and all that uh which i think is really really cool yeah what's Um, your next pioneer so this next one i like I, I spent too much time, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got in, like, one article, and then I just, like, it turned to, like, four yeah, tabs. We have 15 tabs yeah, open. That was fine. exactly how it was. So, Bayard Rustin, advisor to Martin Luther King yes. Jr. Yes. I, like, I am, I'm, first of all, like, I know everyone probably is like, okay, yeah, like, of course we know who that is. And I didn't, and I am sorry about that. For <laughs> multiple groups of my life, I am really sorry about that. But this guy is incredible for so many reasons. Advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. um, Helped organize the March on Washington. Arguably, they say that it was his ingenious. Like it was all it was like his idea. And and what and arguably, again, some people say that like the march and because of Rustin is the reason that like Martin Luther King Jr. Launched his career from this march. Yeah. And what catapulted catapulted him. Again, this is all like argued, argued, but you know things like that. But um, his whole story is that he was he was he said he's in an article he says that he was forced out of the closet. He doesn't regret it, but like he does say that you know uh, he was forced out, but it that nothing not like that part. He wasn't angry because of that. He actually helped him move on to like social justice and what helped him propel forward and have a voice. But a lot of leaders pressured King to remove Rustin from his te- team and King didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, which is kind of funny because like uh, no one really knows if like King was uh, like an ally of the community like where no one really knows it's argued that he was some say that he wasn't his wife once said that he was and that like his whole his whole reason for the civil rights movement kind of goes hand in hand with the uh 
queer civil rights movement, yeah. but like it's all argued. But um, <clears throat> it was Rustin being on his team and being openly gay was like huge. And yeah. being a black gay yeah. man, especially in that time, super huge. So then after the Civil Rights and after the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Acts, Rustin turned uh, to gay rights. Uh, yeah. And in a speech, um, he said that he said that, you know, after after the civil rights movement and everything, he said that the gays are the new barometer for social change. Yeah. Which I was like in love with that that whole speech. Um, And he was just a super incredible guy and he spent the rest of his his life speaking for gay rights and social change within, um, for the gay community. Uh, And then Rustin was post human. I can't say humorously. it. Humorously? I can't say it. I don't I know. Saw it after his death. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to I be get, intellectual. After his death, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2013. Amazing. Um, but yeah, like, I just think that, like, his whole, and not to mention, if you look at pictures of him, he was a Zaddy. handsome, yeah. yeah, handsome as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I just, I was just so taken aback by, like, and he's, like, in pictures with King. Like, it's, it's yeah. like it's like not right as if hand he, person. right like it's not even like he was like sort of there it's like he was like a prominent figure yeah and like not and nothing against Martin Luther King Jr. because I mean I love him but like <laughs> it's just like so cool to see like someone from the community of that caliber yeah you know also in history right which is kind of what I think we this whole episode is about is that like these are people who like you hear their names and you're like oh cool but like look at Mark Twain a poet like you know who a a person who wrote poetry and things like that but then you're kind of like okay these people were also there like yeah just as prominent just as important just as much to talk about right but and they had a lot of things working against them so many things way more things right and so I also think about like um, like in, in his case like how like intersectional like we're striving to be like these days and Mm -hmm. like how badly I wish that was the case back then and like how much further like our like just social justice in general and human rights civil rights as a whole like could progress if we start stopped compartmentalizing like it was like okay we're only focused on sexual orientation okay we're only focusing on like white gay men okay we're only right so like to segment it out like that um yeah, I, th- I think how incredible it would be, like, now having, just like, like, that power. Yeah, everyone like, yeah. was on a unified front for just equality for all. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, so I was just, yes, I'm, I'm now sharing. like a, like, She's Abraham well, Lincoln, you have competition. Yes, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last one that I wanted to talk about in detail is Magnus Hirschfeld. Yes. And yes, so, first name, sorry. Yes, Magnus. Magnus. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Sorry. Um, So I first learned about Magnus in Making Gay History. It's a podcast that I love. Um, It's a really beautiful LGBTQ plus history podcast um, hosted by Eric. And it's just this amazing, amazing like library and like historical archives of queer and um, trans stories. So uh, definitely recommend it. But I first heard about Magnus on that podcast and I was like again like my brain was like shook I was like this man existed like (laughs) 
I had no idea. So he's kind of termed again. This isn't my experience. So if I if I'm kind of speaking out of turn, please like let me know. But he's kind of termed the father of transgenderism. Um, he has coined a lot of like the jargon or the terminology around or language around what it means to be trans, or at least like some of the earlier ones. Uh-huh. Those might be like uh, changed or adapted or retired. But um, he was believed to have coined a lot of those. Um, he also established the world's first gender identity clinic. Oh, sweet. Which this is, sorry, context. This is like late 1800s in Berlin. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he moves to Berlin. (laughs) He's like doing all this research on gender identity, gender expression. He was openly gay. He campaigned for gay rights, like super like ahead of his time. Um, So he had this research clinic for gender identity. And um, if you remember, if you've seen The Danish Girl or if you've like read the book or or know that story, it centered around Lily, who's trans. And Lily, the real life person, actually went to um, Magnus Hirschfeld's gender identity clinic and um, was one of the first people to undergo gender reassignment surgery. So again, like way ahead, like this is late 1800s, early 1900s, um, during, unfortunately, like during um, like the kind of time of the Nazis, uh, Hitler actually described him as one of the most dangerous Jews in Germany because of his work and then had the entire library of his Institute for Sexual Science burned. Because like, if you think about like, what they were trying to do like they were trying to like eliminate any like otherism or any like you know marginalized people and so um, they like targeted that because it was making such a big impact they targeted that as like needing to be like destroyed Um, and some people have found when all that was happening of course like people grabbed as much as they could they like kind of scattered and so they found some relics from that and um, Making Gay History talks a little bit more about that and head over to there if you want. Um, but yeah, just like incredible. You think That's, about, again, I, th- I think about the context and like what that means and how it set the stage for all of our activism today and like all the things that we are trying to accomplish now. Right. Kind of crazy to think about people who <clears throat> were like doing that kind of stuff so early in history. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it's I do. like it's like crazy to think about that someone was thinking the same way that like what's happening now happens so far back and yet there hasn't been great change I mean there has but there still has not been oh there's still so much work to do right (laughs) it's just it's just like but it is to set the foundation for in so many areas of our lives yeah is like just been such a great thing to research I loved reading about like these pioneers yeah I mean and there's so many like obviously we only picked two but like you just like Google LGBTQ pioneers and and there's a there's long list. list. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I had a hard time choosing, but like I was just like so surprised, yeah. I guess, by how many were there were. Yeah. So obviously, we only covered a few LGBTQ pioneers, but there's so many, like like hundreds, thousands, millions. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world is queer, <laughs> and we can all be our own pioneers. 
Is that too extreme? <laughs> it, like, I didn't know you were going to go so big, so I'm just I'm laughing because I was taken yeah. aback. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. But yes, there there is so many, and it's it's um it's really incredible to yeah. know all of them. And I think it's them. important, like just like Google, like LGBTQ plus pioneers, yeah. and you're gonna get an amazing and remarkable list of people from the entire community who are really trailblazing in their own regard. Yeah, and from like different uh I, I want to say z- genres or sectors, but like there's queer pioneers in science and technology. There's yeah. some in music, poetry, writing. Like oh, yeah. there's a there's a beginning to uh, like a, there's a person or people who started, you know, where we're at today in so many areas that are queer. And it's just like it, you, it, we have to remember their names. It's like it's just yeah. very important to because like it's kind of, you know, how we are able to. Yeah. It's why we have so much privilege. It's the reason. Yeah. And I think specifically, like, if you have, like, an industry that has a lot of queer people or not that many, but uh, maybe you know some, like, look up the history of that and and try to honor it and figure out, like, okay, this person in science, like, made a really big impact. Like, that's really cool. And they may still be alive, too. And we just don't we just don't celebrate them as much. Yeah. Mm. So, yes. Yes. That's how, you know, we got together uh, on Pioneer Day. Happy Pioneer Day, Trent. Yes. You too. The only pioneers that matter are LGBTQ+. Sorry about it. Martin Handcart Holmes. I don't even care. That's a really, like, Is that really niche. a person? It was, like, the Martin Handcart company. Or something. It's, like, some, like, tragic pioneer, like, Mormon pioneer story. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh my I didn't even talk about this. Maybe this is a whole episode. Or slide into my DMs if you want this story. But I went on a pioneer track when oh, I was Mormon. Oh, I did too. It was horrible. <gasps> I lost 15 pounds in one week because they fed us cornmeal. That's it. <gasps> I had to sleep on a tarp. I had no, like, anyway, I'm going to go off. But my mom just gave me the DVD or the CD of all the pictures. And oh. I was like, I hand it back. I was like, you can burn this. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm going to let you do what you want. I'm like, great. Well, it's going in the garbage. See, for my trek, my family, because it was like a bunch of the youths in one family, all from no. different wards and everything. Yeah. But the girls kept looking up with the guys in the <gasps> tent. Oh, my God. You had tents? Yeah. That's what I'm shocked about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm privileged. Yeah, we had a tarp. That was it. That is so bad. They were like, we want it to be rustic and real. I'm Did like, you crawl this through a river? Yep. Oh, my At gosh. one point, like, the women had to pull us on the car. Yeah. Literally, one of the... Mormon church leaders rode by on a horse and told us to speed up. And I said, how about you get off your fucking horse? Or no, I think I said your fucking high horse. I thought it was funny, but I was like, how about you get off your fucking high horse and you pull the wagon? I was so Then there's me in the back cackling. Yeah. And he was so, he was like, brother more stuff. Like, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, we are trying our best. And this whole arrangement is horrible. Nobody wants to be here. I was like, please. Please tell us to hurry. <laughs> God, anyway. I'm like, I'll tell you at another time. I tell the whole story. I know. <laughs> I, I do love anyway, that, though. So, PTSD moment over. <laughs> and what's next, Trent? Our favorite part of the game. Games. So, in today's episode, we're going to do a little cute game called Would You Rather. We haven't thought of a clever name for that one. Yeah. We? If you have ideas for Would You Rather, like this or that. Yeah. Or I really still like our clock. Tip the, for tat. Clock, clock the the lie. The lie. Clock the lie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so we need a clever name for that. Okay. So in this, would you rather? I'll start. Okay. 
Okay. Would you rather only listen to podcasts for the rest of your life or only listen to music? Music. You wouldn't listen to us? But then I know we would, Isn't like, we would, voice music we, to we would release, like, we would release, like, a great album. Like a podcast music. album? No. <laughs> yeah. We just, like, sing oh, the episodes. Oh, if podcasts didn't exist, we would become music Music artists, artists correct. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we would. Me. We would. I know we would. It'd be okay. incredible. Okay. So, oh yeah. God. All right. Um, mine is, would you rather have a movie made about you or a TV show made about you? TV show, because then you can milk it for more. Okay. Well said. You have thought about that one. Who would be your multiple seasons? Who would star? Oh, I would you? be myself. Oh no, no, no. you're not uh, Matt Bomer. Hell yeah! <laughs> okay, incredible. I love Actually, that. or like Sam Smith, if you were to do acting. I love that. Yeah. Okay, British Trent. I love yeah. that. Okay. okay, next question, Mister Verse. <gasps> only bottom or only top? You can only pick one. In real life, I say explore the sexuality, but in this scenario, we only get one. Uh, only bottom. Same. Because, <laughs> yeah, like your like your right or left hand like can always be a thing. Ooh. Like you like topping and is that, not. Ooh. Well, I mean, like topping is not. It's yeah, the yeah. same motions can happen yeah. with your right hand. Oh, okay. but like a like a bottom. Sex can wait. Masturbate. Right. Well, like a like getting like that spot hit. Mm -hmm. That's like that's a special. True. Oh, I guess that's a good point. I mean, that's a good point. I guess there's loopholes, <laughs> pun intended. But yeah, okay. But Please. I'd rather bottom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same. Same. Okay. Would you rather never kiss again or never have sex again? Never. Ooh. <gasps> I know. And I. Ooh. And I. Ooh. You know how much I love kissing. Yeah. Um. I would probably never kiss again. A boy has needs. Yeah. I know. I. I always. Yeah. I'm a horny boy sometimes. I would rather uh, probably never have sex again. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'm thinking about that. I think I never that. have I sex like, again. Like as terrible as it would be. Yeah. I think like but, I could probably. Yeah. But there's loopholes. Yeah. Yeah. We're all I've, about holes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Would you rather not wear underwear for the rest of your life and think like gym? Kay. We talked about that. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, you know, work, like no underwear. Kay. You can't wear them. Or only be able to wear like really bulky underwear that gives you like saggy or like lines and stuff like that. Oh, commando. Okay. I'd tape or something. I'd figure oh, it out. You're I, like tying for the gym. I know. I'd have to figure it out, but I, I couldn't do bulky. Okay. She likes it slim. Okay. Oh. My, my last one. Um, would you rather live with cornrows for three years or oh, be God, completely no. hairless for three years? Hairless. <laughs> you without any hair. I can't wear cornrows. <laughs> that is not appropriate. You don't know. No, I'm saying like. Like braided hair. I know. I know what cornrows are. <laughs> I'm saying white trend <laughs> cannot wear cornrows. Like, I'm sorry. I can't. Like, so that God, is that not appropriate. Completely hairless. Yep. Alabaster, no, one. <laughs> marble, just not a single hair, head to toe. I'm sorry, I can't. I am dead at that. I did not think you'd choose that Corn one. Rose, look at me. I know, but like, look at how, me. like, if there's anyone that had to have the challenge of that, you would be able to figure it out. But I have bald, complete faith in you. Bald, I could wear wigs. Like Moira? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, one must consider the consequences, David. <laughs> I can't do the voice, but... Okay, my last one. Oh, I can't play cornrows. Please. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna ask you. I can't you. wear... You, I, I, I get it, I get... Slim Shady. There's a, 
Are you kidding me? That is so bad. There is a there is a cultural aspect. Yeah, I'm not appropriating. I just think it would, the image of it is hilarious. The dude from what's that show that has no regrets? <laughs> now I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be that. I refuse. I'd rather be hairless. Oh, I'm oh hot. that gosh. is so okay, funny. My last one. <laughs> would you rather live in Provo? Oh. Or live in the White House? <gasps> Oh no. What am I in the Mike, White House? Mike Drop. Oh my gosh. I guess Provo, but. Ugh. Wow. I couldn't okay, live you, in the White House. Would you rather live on BYU's campus? Okay. In the dorms or live in the White House? Live in the White House. <laughs> I could. Well, like, what would be the. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, Pence is just down this, you know? We. It would be so awkward, but I would make it awkward. You're just like I would like I would like get ready. I'd be like getting ready in the middle in the bathroom. Be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Bend over. Yeah, I like, Do you like that. Yeah, oh, I mean, sorry. I'm Can like, you could you come in me? here? Could you get a picture for me? Oh, it's for my just fans account. I'm just gonna <laughs> oh like ass up. Could you just like really get a good pic? Oh my Pens? gosh. Well. <laughs> I can't. The thought of Mike Pence taking a whole pick for you. <laughs> Truly inspiring. That's the American dream. That is the American dream. I've lived in the White House. I feel like Olivia Popit. Oh. Change. Okay. Make change as okay. a as an as the inside person of the White House. Okay, I love that. And then I'd invite you and we could have like tea Sleepover. on the wall. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> And then like when we see like we see like Trump and uh Pence walk we by just we just stop we just stop and then sip the tea slowly and look at them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We invite Michelle and Barack to hang out with us. They're like, hear us out. And the women's US soccer team. <gasps> oh. Wait, that's so fun. Okay, yeah, we're changing okay. this. Yeah, we're changing. Sorry, I, I went to a tangent. No, Continue. we're changing it being the White House. We're changing Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I love, love that. that. That was okay. a great end of the other game. Yes. Well, we hope you love this episode. And if you didn't, you can suck my <laughs> face. <laughs> I was going to say dick, but I thought that was a little aggressive. <laughs> um, leave us a review after that beautiful, aggressive uh, comment. Yes. Yeah, leave us a review. Follow us. Slide into our DMs. We do, I do love hearing like your guys's and everyone's favorite episodes. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to like hear those. We see comments. the stats, but then I'm also like, what's what's the heart behind? Yeah, you know? I like getting we got. I got a random text from someone. Hi, Josh, if you're listening, and Hi, he sent me a message about our politics episode, and I was it just made my day. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, keep it coming. Anywho, um, love you all. On that note, make your choices. We'll see you later, and we'll see you later. Yeah, bye. 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 Oh shit, we didn't plug. Oh shit, we did not plug. Well, we're gonna do plugless. We're gonna be plugless. We'll, we'll give your booty holes a break. We go. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just say that. Oh my god. Okay, okay plugless it is. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs> Play that back. I have to hear that. <laughs>